Welcome to episode 158 of Nobody Special. In this episode, we talk about Mark Driscoll and Mars Hill. The Gospel Outpost presents Nobody Special. Hey everyone, welcome to Nobody Special, to Nobody's Talking About the Somebody Who Matters. I'm Danny, the host and church growth specialist of Nobody Special. And I'm Caleb, you're the host of Nobody Special. This is the podcast where two generations of people talk about God, pop culture, politics, and everything in between, all while not taking any of it too seriously. Come on and slam. We're gonna have a jam. welcome back to the jam, Caleb, the long-awaited... A uh, cinematic masterpiece, if I could be, uh, if I could be so bold to say, okay, uh, comes out today, the day this podcast oh, comes it does? out. Oh wow! Uh huh. Finally, I think I will not be watching it. But. Um, <laughs> this is a gem, divinely inspired movie. Yeah, Space Jam Two. Is it? Yeah. No. Uh, so I'm just going to read the synopsis of this movie. Superstar LeBron James and his young son, Dom, get trapped in a digital space by a rogue AI. To get home safely, LeBron teams up with Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, and the rest of the Looney Tunes gang for a high-stakes game, uh, basketball game against the AI's digitalized champions of the court, a powered-up roster called the Goon Squad. Yeah. So isn't that just like the first Space Jam? Which I have actually never seen. Oh, you're still you're still going. LeBron James and his son get caught in the internet and the only way they can get out is by basketball. Mm-hmm. You have to get Seems realistic. real deep into this thing in order to um understand that it's a movie about basketball. Yeah. Oh, Michael B. Jordan's in it. Yeah. Interesting. Which feels appropriate. Yeah. Given I love that, guy. that Michael Jordan. Can I ask a dumb question? Yes. Are they related? That's his son, right? Is that his son? I honestly, I'm Michael Jordan's son. No, that's not his son. His about? son is not Michael B. Jordan. No. Maybe I mean at least I've never heard that. And I listen. That's not a race thing. They don't really that's look like, alike. If I'm being honest, I always thought it was weird. Like, like that is that? <laughs> that's not a race to Donna thing, and Michael A. Jordan. Michael A. Jordan. I, is that? I honestly like in my head. It's always been this is Michael Jordan's son because they have the same name. As if it's an Evander Holyfield thing. Because he's the guy who names all of his kids Evander Holyfield, right? Evander Holyfield know. names all... Like, dude has like eight kids and he, he's like, you're it, Evander Holyfield the seventh or something. Um, I, I honestly... Who is... This is not what we're talking about today because I just wanted to... His father's is Michael A. Jordan and he's Michael B. Jordan. And if he has a son, we know what the name's going to be. Michael, Michael C. C. Jordan. Um, this is not... Who is Michael B. Jordan's father? Oh, uh, sorry. Michael A. Jordan. Warren. But who is that? Yeah, it's not Michael Jordan. People also searched for Michael Jordan. Just kind of going like... <laughs> 
do you mean this one? <laughs> um, yeah. It's wow. Not, it's not. I don't know why. I mean, I his, see why you'd, why you'd think that. Technically, his father is Michael Jordan. Well, yes, you're right. But it's not um, the not famed the one I basketball player, yes. Michael Jordan. Absolutely. Who is in the first Space Jam? Is that Michael Jordan? Michael Jordan. Oh, I've never actually watched that. Oh, it's pretty good. That that movie's good. This movie... I've seen like 15 minutes. This it, movie, but. I am fully exp- expecting LeBron James to walk out five minutes early off the field when he realizes they're not doing well. Uh, <laughs> because that man done... He's like, it's not about me. It's, I'm, I'm a cartoon anyway. And they cartoonize him a bit, which they didn't do for Michael Jordan. Yeah. They, it was just him and a bunch of people in green bodysuits mm-hmm. pretending to play basketball um could you imagine not only are they taking like this person who is not a professional actor but then they place him in this completely virtual world where he can't even like see the people he's acting with is he a good actor i not lebron but michael jordan yeah lebron no there's not a chance um so in the 90s here i'm gonna explain something about the 90s to you we decided around like 92 to like just throw athletes in things they were hosting saturday night live they were making movies right um it gave us kazam starring shaquille o'neal which is abject garbage of a movie nice. um, because Sha- 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 Shaquille O'Neal is as good of an actor as you think he is. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I've seen him in a lot of commercials and uh, I got to say he's blown. He, a, he blown only had to be off. good for five seconds and yeah. was unable to do so. He's um, good if he's not talking. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's, that's a, the but reality. yeah, that's, um, yeah. Anyway, I, this is not what I meant to look up. What's Rotten Tomatoes? Uh, yeah. Because like, why I, are you looking? I don't Pandango. know. So I'm just I'm <laughs> buying movie tickets instead of paying yeah. attention. Uh, Kazam, I believe, is like all right. Guess the Rotten Tomato score of Kazam. I'm gonna say thirty-three percent. I already know you're wrong. There's no way it's that high. Five percent. This movie is terrible. It's uh, it's Sha- 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 Shaquille O'Neal. R- trying to be a genie and make rhymes the whole time but um, what yeah yeah he rhymes the whole time yeah that's interesting yeah so five percent on rotten tomato 30 that is generous sir this for new this thing space jam movie i watched the trailer and it already i mean just doesn't look like a movie i'm gonna watch no no and it's then not. it's also like i wasn't to be honest i'm not a huge uh, I'm not thrilled by the idea of the plot of the first Space Jam anyways, and this is copying it exactly. So it's really... Actually, I just don't like supporting movies right. that are just money grabs, to The be first, it was actually a good a movie and a fun plot. Mm-hmm. Um, this, though, they took all the things that... Um, Thirty nine percent. For Space Jam Two, they took all the things that made the first Space Jam good, and they 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 took those out mm-hmm. because the basketball is an afterthought here because they're trying to fight an internet kind of a virus played by Don Cheadle, who's stealing personal information, and then <laughs> basketball, uh, and that's about what is happening now. This it was actually a fun plot in the first. It was a good movie. Yeah, I mean the first Space Jam. Um, you know, forty-four. I just the thing that happened is I missed it as a kid, mm-hmm. so like I can't go back and watch it now you and can. like think it's, that it's, it's a good not movie. bad. Now I will say, and I had no intention of talking about this today, but some I saw something and um, it brought it up. They they intentionally uh, the female bunny character they 
intentionally made her less hot and told people that they were unsexualizing Lola Bunny. Mm-hmm. I've heard about that. That's a thing. Yeah. And, and people it's said, disturbing. like, as they announced that, a lot of people, they stated, I wasn't into Lola Bunny. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. What? Yeah, right. Yeah, they... Um, they yeah, that that was even as a kid, I, I I was watching the first Space Jam. Like, yeah, that's weird, you know. Like, you're you crop top and made this bunny appear very sexual, you know. Just like, hey, Bugs, do you want to come out on the court with me? Oh gosh, I'm, I'm done with this. Just like, I don't want to um, listen to your bunny impression even as a kid i was just like that's that's weird that's we've we've kind of it's possible we've gone too far here and might need to roll it on back a little bit but so so are they claiming that lebron james is the next michael jordan by putting him in this movie um i've heard a lot of debate around it should be stephen curry steph curry yeah steph curry Uh (laughs) uh-huh Whoops! I said that very confidently, and then I, no, Steph Curry is what people Stephen Curry. Yes, I, it's, both. So it's both. We were both, both are right. correct. Hey, good job! Look I, at us. I said that so confidently, and then thought you don't know anything about sports. Why'd you come out swinging so hard? I don't know anything about sports. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. I just played basketball for the first time the other night. Um, first time. With, sorry, at students. First time since or ever. Like, could you just said I just played basketball for the first time? I I want to say ever, but I played it like a little bit before, what? like as a kid. You've never but like I played you've an actual never match. Played basketball. I played an actual match. I with, have to delete um, all of our notes for what we're talking about because we're talking about this now. <laughs> with my, uh, I'm with my middle school boys on Wednesday nights. Um, wait, 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 who wait, I'm the wait, leader of. Wait, and they're fast. Yes, absolutely honorable. You totally do it. A man of God, sure. You've never. Can you think of a time where you've played I th- I've basketball? I've played basketball. But like, can you think of... I, I need a memory of a time. I have a memory. You're 20. <laughs> I have a memory. When I was like 16, I attempted to play. Oh my gosh. That's <laughs> not better. I was playing other that sports. Was four years ago. Like, okay. Th- like an actual basketball match. Like everyone shoots the ball around as a kid. Everyone plays horse or pig. Um... All that stuff, but like, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? You've never played a game of basketball. I'm just really showing off my whiteness right here. <laughs> Your first game of basketball was at 16. That's not my first game. <laughs> it's, I think. I don't have a lot of memories, all right? Jeez. Oh, I'm sorry. I just, I wasn't ready for <laughs> but after I played basketball the other night, we, we, my my leg muscles gave out. I'm not joking. I tried to like walk after, and um, apparently I'm old now. Well, yes, because it's unused muscles that you've never used before. <laughs> it is different muscles. I'll give you that. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. Can we like... We- we need a new podcast where it's just Caleb tries stuff he's never done <laughs> and stuff like swimming, you know, like or something, you know, driven a car, okay, tied shoes, like, okay. Like I'm not good at 
basketball, but I mean, like I've definitely played basketball games. It's fun. It's fun. Yeah, but you're talking about it as if someone who's discovered fruit. <laughs> like, like, have y'all seen this? I believe they're called apples. Apples. Okay, wait, wait. I kid you not. No, oh there's my gosh. someone that I know that <laughs> I'm um, already crying. You can't do this to me. That we were at a party for a discipleship group, mm-hmm. and they went to um, someone made guacamole. <laughs> I kid you not. Mm-hmm. They were like, oh. This is interesting. I've never actually tried avocado dip. <laughs> avocado. Anyway, he's dip. he's no longer in the church. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we kicked him out. We've excommunicated him. But he never had guacamole, ever, and he never really eaten avocados either. I will say I, there are still foods I haven't had. I've had some exotic foods, but not a, not not a ton. Name one. Uh, I've had eel. Name one you haven't had. Oh, We're like really off topic. Most but. things that are purple. Purple. Yes. Purple foods. Things a lot purple. of dragon seafood. fruit. A lot of things in seafood. Uh, I just hard no on that one. A lot of seafoody things. Mm-hmm. No, uh, I don't think I've had. Well, I've tasted scallops, but I've never like, like super scallops. had scallops. I so. love seafood. Either love it or yeah. hate it. Typically. All right, so, should we should so we talk about our actual topic? LeBron James, though, uh, Space Jam's coming out, and I am so looking forward to skipping um, every minute of this movie. Yeah. I, I'm just not that interested in it. Yeah. I, well, I'm fine I if mean, other people want to go see it. I'm I, not. I think the to. thing that has, has turned me off the most to it is that LeBron James tends to be a pretty ego-based individual. Uh, And very arrogant. And and I think those kinds of qualities can be difficult qualities to maintain. um, And not just in sports, but in the church as well. Which brings us to our topic for the day. Uh, There is a a podcast that's come out. Yes. Uh, Mike Cosper from Christianity Today has put out a podcast in the same kind of vein of serial mm-hmm. of investigating into a topic talking about it and putting out all all the info for stories people are interested in going through yes. and it's all about the rise and fall of mars hill church mm-hmm. um this church i believe it was planted in i want to say like 2007 is that right or 2004 2000 something like that so somewhere close to that yes. um it grew quick overnight it exploded in growth and then about a decade and a half after, it just closed its doors, and in yeah. in people, at, at the end of that, they they w- 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 were spiritually and emotionally abused and hurt, and just many people started asking, "What happened to Mars Hill?" Right, uh, and and so this podcast it digs into those stories, digs into the cause. Really gets into the details of it pretty deep. Yeah. Um. They just put out episode number f- 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 four as of the day of taping, and it's it's been an, an interesting kind of a case study of what happened to this church and right wh- why did it do the things it did. Yeah. It is. It is super interesting. I'd never really heard of it, but mm-hmm. um, I've heard of Mark Driscoll. I'd never mm-hmm. really heard of the church, but. Yeah, it is. I've I've listened. I haven't listened to all of them, but I've listened to two and a half episodes, um, and they're still coming out. And mm-hmm. I would encourage you to go um, watch them. Obviously, we don't want to just talk about it and not encourage you to go support mm-hmm. them as well. Yeah. But 
Yeah, Cosper, um, I th- he's doing a fantastic job. Um, actually, he brought up a thing in his current episode that all all the episodes are, are like pre-taped, pre-scripted because they're audio-based episodes. Right. Um, and it's it's on a thing that occurred in the past, but they're still digging into the info, so they're trying to update the content as it becomes available to them, and it's just taking l- longer than they thought because of the things they're unpacking and undoing in the process. So right. it's been pretty interesting uh, as far as, as as that goes, but it's, it's unpacking this m- massive story that blew up just over the span of about a decade and a half. Yeah, and I think one thing that... Cause I feel like a lot of people, you've probably heard of this podcast already, mm-hmm. but one thing I would encourage you to do, and, and definitely the purpose of this podcast mm-hmm. from Mike Cosper is that you wouldn't just like consume this as content, right. but you would genuinely right. as like, like spicy this, content. Yeah. yeah. But you take it and you, you'd learn from, <laughs> from what you're hearing and what you're, what they're mm-hmm. unpacking to be able to avoid that mm-hmm. at all costs. And right. so like, it can be very tempting, especially like I feel this while listening to this as well, just to mm-hmm. listen and like enjoy it almost like it's a crime podcast, you know? Right. And like, yeah, it's kind of weird to and, feel like that. It, but, you know. And it's kind of like just very interesting and, mm-hmm. and it, I just want to consume it and, sure. and it's enjoyable, but sure. like I'm trying to not view it as that and view this as it is very serious sure. and that we should, um, Try and learn as sure. best we can from it. One of the things they brought up in 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 the first episode that I thought made a fantastic point is okay, wh- why did this thing fail? Uh, and and they brought up that part of it is the 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 culture of the internet bled into the ego of Mark Driscoll because mm-hmm. um, you know articles are coming out because uh, Mark created this kind of shtick of of that's maybe too mean of a term um he the the branding of mark driscoll i guess if that's a phrase uh it was all about trying to to claim difficult things to say very hard things to punch people to to be aggressive and all all the stuff and so that is very polarizing in its presentation and and out of this um people wanted to watch the spectacle yeah you know, they brought up a few bloggers that that every time they did an article on this church, they noticed an increase in their stats. And and I mean, that's part of the blogging game. That's part of that is you have to drive traffic, and sometimes you have to pull traffic. And they noticed that if they talked about this church, they got more traffic, so they talked yeah. about the church. Right. Um. I think to a to to kind of a certain extent, that's good, and a certain extent, that can be manipulative. Yeah. Um. But but at the same time, in in asking, why did this church elevate to the point that it did s- s- so quick and then blow up as fast as it did? Um, he's kind of, he, he, Cosper makes a fair point to say that's kind of on us too. Mm-hmm. That instead of trying to pursue God, yeah. we w- were drawn into the spicy type right. of. A nature of church drama. I mean, right. our culture is a culture that revolves around drama. Yeah, that it it craves drama. It craves conflict. It craves that kind of of uh, of attention. That it's. I mean, it's it's a type of we enjoy w- watching people crumble. Yeah. Um, I think th- it's just it's mm-hmm. a part of our flesh. I mean, and it. Mm-hmm. 
that we enjoy to see other people undone and to see us prevail. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that goes for churches too. I mm-hmm. would love to see, like deep down at the core of it, I hate to say it, but like part of me enjoys to see my church do really well and another mm-hmm. church start to suffer because of something. Mm-hmm. And it's really messed up, but you have to be honest yep. with everyone has yep. that part of themselves and um, and that like we we can't feed that. And, and that is a lot of what this talks about. Right. And it's a lot of what happens in this church is because these things, what happens with Mark Driscoll, um, that he may be the core of it all, but mm-hmm. really... The things that allowed it to happen is everyone is just watching and not really doing anything. Mm-hmm. They're just, um, whether that's people at his church, whether that's people blogging about him, mm-hmm. whether that's like Mike Cosper said, Christianity Today, just also mm-hmm. writing blogs about this, um, that everyone is feeding into him mm-hmm. and and not actually stopping him and be like, right. hey, are you okay? Like, And that's part of the thing about ego is that it likes to be fed. I mean, right. it, it's, it's a glutton. Ego is a glutton. Pride is a glutton in that it, it, it'll consume, 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 consume. But it, it, to me, the, the, the caution I keep on these kinds of podcasts are, are a, I don't think it's good to just air the church's dirty laundry so hard. Right. Um, so I do caution against if a person's in a place of being just, critical of of the church or mm-hmm. um angry at the church to maybe skip this podcast uh and 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 i mean our podcast and also christianity today's podcast on right. what happened to mars hill um mm-hmm. just because it's important to be in a better spiritual place that the goal right. of this isn't to just go like well this is why churches are stupid yeah. uh but to go right. okay what happened and how do we not do this again? Yeah. Uh, and, and I do think the other part is it, it is a bit unfair to Mark uh, Driscoll, uh, not because, not because anything they're claiming is inaccurate, but because Mark Driscoll isn't the only person, especially over the past uh, decade, this has been a thing of these high profile pastors. You know, you got Mark mm-hmm. Driscoll, Perry Noble, Joshua Harris, Josh, uh, James uh, McDonald. Yeah. Um, that Ravi Zacharias, all these big name people that have been thrust into uh, to this type of professional Christian, not pro- mm-hmm. well, yeah, professional Christian, that their name and branding are important, that have had huge moral failures in the process and right. have taken down a lot of people also and 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 to that i don't think driscoll is in a category all of his own driscoll's just the 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 biggest that people know because of his draw and charisma right yeah it is uh and i think it's a unique um perspective that we get to learn from this because this church doesn't exist anymore um, hmm. as a does this church exist anymore? This is a fun question. It is, yeah, it is a fun mm-hmm. question. I mean, but like as far as the actual buildings, the structure, mm-hmm. the staff, right? Um, like that's not there anymore. So I feel like we're, you're able to learn from it almost as like history. Um, mm-hmm. although, like you said, we still need to be sensitive yeah. to how we feel about it. Right. Your your perspective on this church, or may it be a former church, but <clears throat> still, 
Um, just like you would study history and have to be sensitive about things that are recent history as well. Right. Um, so my, my issue, even in the pastors I brought up, you know, Mark Driscoll, Perry Noble, Joshua Harris deconstructed his faith. I think he only marginally considers himself a Christian anyway. And his Instagram has gotten remarkably smug in the process of just, I'm going to ask questions. Okay. All right, Josh. Um, mm-hmm. and James, a McDonald, they've all been removed out of their church to the the intent of there is a growth process they have to go through. And yeah. all three of these people, um, Mark Perry and James, did not do it. Mm-hmm. And um, Mark planted a church. Perry uh, stopped his process ahead of time mm-hmm. to plant a church uh, called Redemption Church or something like that or Second Chance Church or I don't know mm-hmm. some kind of tongue-in-cheek kind of Second a name of, no I mean that's, that's absolutely <laughs> it and I just think there was an inability or an unwillingness to um, work through the process of restoration right yeah mark uh, mark technically second chance church that's the actual name of this church interesting i've never heard of perry noble perry noble's a good guy um or he was but (laughs) mark driscoll is interesting too because from what listening to this it doesn't sound like he actually um came to grips with uh like the things that had gone on because they weren't really mm-hmm. fleshed out yet. He resigned before all of that. Um, and did he plant this church immediately <clears throat> after? Is that like uh, what he went on to do? Pretty soon after, yeah. 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 So like it's it's an interesting perspective for him because he didn't really have a huge... Obviously, the church mm-hmm. died, which is huge. But for right. him, at least, his perspective, he resigned mm-hmm. and started another church. Right. Um, and it just seems like business is business and he's just right. moving on you know from job to job right. i mean so there like it was a bit of time in between there but i would almost and i don't know this is pure conjecture on my part i'm more willing to claim that there was a non-compete um in his contract probably that that stopped him from doing it because the w- way that he stopped it mm-hmm. it was to say that no, I'm 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 not going to go through this growth process. I'm not going to go through this. I'm, and instead, I, you know, any anybody that speaks out against me is just, um, you know, a devil trying to stop the a work of God. This is kind of the sentiment of 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 Driscoll throughout this is that anybody that stood in his path was in rebellion against God Himself. Right. And and even in Driscoll's teaching, the, the thing that he started doing is conflating the the commandments of God and the authority of the pastor mm-hmm. as interchangeable. Mm-hmm. Um, that if the pastor speaks this, then if they are God-fearing Christians, then they will do the thing the pastor actually tells them. Right Now, th- there is... He, he's half right. Right. Um, I mean, I think the temptation of a lot of people is just anti-clericism, especially if they go through these things and say, "Well, then I'm just not going to ever pay attention to my spiritual authority," and 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 they don't ever 
say it in that way because that's insane and the answer is right there but they say like well i don't have to listen to the pastor he doesn't have any authority over me it's mm-hmm. actually biblically not true either right um, but the the authority of the pastor flows out f- from god the father through jesus christ through the spirit in him in that when the two conflict you default to following christ yeah um Exactly. And I think it is a weird blend, right? Because Mm -hmm. in one hand, like you said, he is right. Mm -hmm. And and we should um, put authority towards our pastor. Yeah, half right. Half right. Uh, Yeah, I would agree with that. And like we should have have authority for our pastor and, Mm -hmm. and operate in that. But like it does so easily switch... Because pastors are human, mm-hmm. um, they they're inevitably gonna have faults, and and that means that if we as congregants view that wrong, mm-hmm. then like we can view him, the pastor as God, mm-hmm. right? And and any time he has a misstep, then we, whether we realize it or not, are kind of wounded by that mm-hmm. a, a bit, and that's where right. a lot of like the faults of this church go to because because he didn't. I'd say it is it, like listening to all these clips they have, like it is mm-hmm. a very subtle, it's not like he's like outright saying um, all the time, I guess sometimes he does outright say, but um, a lot of them are very subtly switching mm-hmm. these people's mindsets to almost go underneath like a spell mm-hmm. um, where he has control over them. <laughs> and when you do that, they, they interviewed a mm-hmm. psych psychologist person, mm-hmm. um, and she talks a lot about like spiritual trauma. And when you right. do that and you start to view um, everything as the pastor says is what God says. Mm-hmm. Um, then when they say something that is not in line with truth or the scripture, right? then you are just going to cause wounds. And it's, it is right. like, I couldn't imagine like there's, right. Whether so, it's like very light trauma or mm-hmm. full on like some pastors like Ravi Zacharias full on sexual trauma, mm-hmm. like it's still that's a very painful sure. thing to go through. Sure, and and this is kind of, kind of the point that you and I are going to come at this from two different perspectives. You know, me as 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 ordained clergy, and I'm not claiming that to to drop title or anything, right? But as ordained clergy. I come at it from a much different perspective of from from the things that this man stated in the pulpit. Um, he was absolutely 100% out of line. Now, mm-hmm. the, the, there's a difference between preaching truth and, oh, they needed to hear that and all that. When And that's a big part of the defense against Driscoll is, is, is people claimed, well, he's just saying things they need to hear and he's a bit edgy. And I'm like, he mm-hmm. was edgy to the point of being edgy. Yeah. Um, there, there are times, and and I, I do, I think offense is a tool. Right. Um, I don't think there, there is never a time to be offensive. There are absolutely times to be offensive, yeah. but the purpose, um, especially in 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 Driscoll's offense, it was to be offensive. Yeah. Um. To to draw people in by being edgy, to be this kind of mid twenties. I don't want to say edge lord pastor, but I don't really have another edge phrase lord. for it. Yeah, um, <laughs> never to, heard that, but I like oh, it. Oh, really, yeah, edge lord. <laughs> um, actual, maybe. Let me look that up real quick. Uh, 
Edgelord who expresses opinions which are either strongly nihilistic. Yeah, actually, yes. Um, yeah. They they were, yeah. Essentially, Tyler Durden out of a, out, out of Fight Club is is a big thing to understand it. And that was actually a big movie in that church. But mm-hmm. to be offensive to the point of being offensive instead of to be offensive in order to offend the person w- with the gospel. Right. Um and and he overstepped on a fair amount of things he especially this idea of biblical manhood mm-hmm. uh, he, he proposed a biblical a manhood that went above and beyond anything scripture actually claimed and then berated people right. when they didn't meet up to those standards right i think it's it is interesting um like this edginess is <clears throat> you're like you're right in the sense that um, things do need to be edgy sometimes because the gospel is edgy in a lot of ways, but where he just over mm-hmm. overdoes it. I think the presentation of the gospel is hugely important, and that's mm-hmm. what he got wrong. His tone, his um, mm-hmm. what he's saying, um, is is ultimately wrong. And I think person I don't remember his name, but that I admire, and I know you admire too. Um, who what is his name? He's in he's in American Gospel. Uh, he has more of a soft. You say a lot that he never smiles. Oh yeah yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I saw a picture of him smiling. I'm like, don't do that. You know his name? Yeah and yeah, sure do. <laughs> oh gosh, Paul Washer. Yeah, Paul Washer. Because listening, I literally to... had to think dirty clothes first, and then I would get there. Yeah. Sorry, go listening ahead. to his sermons where mm-hmm. he lets the gospel be offensive, not mm-hmm. him, not the way he's presenting it, but the things he says, he, he just straight up says the gospel and it is naturally going to offend our flesh. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that I admire that mm-hmm. opposed to this where, right. where you're, you're taking it a next step where right. not only is the gospel already um, offensive to the flesh, but then you're adding this edgy take on it. Um, and being harsh and full of anger, honestly. Yeah. And I always come back and think to the verse of that Paul talks about, and I'm I never know the actual. I should look at mm-hmm. the citing of this verse, but where he talks about lofty speech, and that, um, like it's 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 an offense to God to think that you can sway people with your speech more than the gospel does. Mm-hmm. And I think I think of that when I hear. Mark Driscoll talk and mm-hmm. all of these clips. I think that he's he's yeah. trying to overtake the gospel, put himself at the forefront, right? Instead of letting the gospel, and right. the Holy Spirit, speak for itself. That's First Corinthians two one through five somewhere aroundabouts in there nice. that Paul talks about that he didn't come in doing all these things. I I don't even think the speech is bad. I don't think that's the point of the thing Paul's claiming. Mm-hmm. He's claiming that the only thing that's needed is the gospel. Right. Everything exactly. beyond that is just ancillary it's it's extra yeah and in in the point isn't to to dazzle people by our ability to be witty or any of that it's instead to proclaim the gospel and i i think for driscoll it was a main i i i personally i found two big issues just digging into this the first is the issue of pride Mm -hmm. it's pride ego arrogance that fueled 
and drove this man to do the things that he did that and it didn't matter the people that got injured in the process right um but but the other end is there was a stage of spiritual formation and a maturity that got skipped um I mean, Driscoll, Joshua Harris, Perry Noble, James McDonald. James James McDonald's different. I honestly don't know how he made it this far, uh, and and had none kind of scandal until two, three years ago. Yeah. Um, but but they they there was this kind of a, of an immaturity to them that they never grew out of because it was it got them to the place that they're at. Yeah, and they never needed to grow out of that because it was working. They never had to grow um, mm-hmm. to to be able to come under people to mentor them, to tell them the things that they're they 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 need to grow in. I mean, kind of the pastoral uh, the formative process is very important. Yeah, uh, because you don't a church. It's if I've never been employed at a church, if I've never preached, if I've never done any of these things, probably just coming out of seminary to be a lead pastor. I know it can be done. I, I would caution against it, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, even though they have the masters, they have all the things, I would still caution against it just because there's more to it than just the academic training that a Bible degree, and I mean a master's degree, gives. Yeah. Um I I think there there's more to it than just I have the knowledge and now I'm just going to impart that. There's other aspects that you're just not prepared for, sure. f- for even getting into a church. I think you just I mean, I don't I've never been a <clears throat> pastor, but I would imagine that you have to learn how to ultimately just rely on um rely on God to take care of all that all those things. And that's not something that uh, you'd learn overnight. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure that you can attest to that. You're a lot older than I am. Um, and that's well, just every, like, that's not just a I'm pastor. I'm a little older than you. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, mm-hmm. that's not just a pastor thing. That's mm-hmm. every Christian has to wrestle with that. Um, but I think especially mm-hmm. pastors to a different degree have to wrestle with. I, I don't have the qualifications. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. the ordination, the seminary, any of that, the thing that mm-hmm. um, makes me and gives me authority is God and and having to ultimately, I'm sure, wrestle with the pride of that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what you're saying is with all of these these young people who haven't really learned that, um, yet let their charisma mm-hmm. just uh, take hold right. instead of... And, and charisma can get you a lot. Yeah. I mean... Oh, Sure. Driscoll got by on charisma. Yeah. There was something about this man that told them difficult, mean things that you wanted to follow. Charisma can get you a very Mm -hmm. good amount of time until the floor drops out. And, and I think for like, you know, candid, this is going to be the part where the two generations of people talk about God, pop culture, two generations part. Um, early mid 20s I thought I was so prepared to plant a church uh and and that I could absolutely do it and and to be fair like I probably could have do you know what I mean like right. I probably could have made it happen done it all that I am so thankful nobody told me in my 20s even 28 29 
that like we feel you're prepared to go plant a church. Mm-hmm. I was they there's something that occurs just over time of needing to understand you don't know anything right and and to be honest that isn't a thing people in their 20s tend to be really good at understanding the depth that they don't know um i'm just gonna say no comment on that one i mean they there's they i've had many conversations especially over the past few weeks that have just been essentially platitude based conclusions of just well but this and i'm like platitude yeah as as in just a kind of a quippy statement of okay. of just um i'm 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 trying to not say the specific things they said because then you'll know i'm talking about you uh <laughs> and what i feel about our conversations no i'm kidding i love this person dearly but it's it's this idea of i have found especially those in college Mm-hmm. tend to feel as if they are at the height of their intellectual game. Right. And they know more than other people. Mm-hmm. And if you're in your 20s, the best thing I can encourage is to just take that part of you and to crucify it to death because you don't know anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I was also there. There was a time now now here I'll I'll tell an embarrassing story about myself that I was an education minor. Mm-hmm. Minor. I, I I took five courses in education, maybe a little more than that. Uh, and I came back home after graduating, and my mother, who could have retired as a teacher, mm-hmm. uh, and has a degree. In educa- a master's in education or something like that, uh, I then began to tell her how it really is. Mm-hmm. And she indulged me for a bit. Yeah. And then it just like, it, it turned into how dare you. And, and, yeah. and it wasn't until I heard that that I thought like, no, she's right. How dare me? Yeah, like this person has been doing this for thirty years, and I took four classes in it. And like, right. well, no, things are actually this, and then th- that kind of error of 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 pride coming out of that. You have to be able to put that to death, or end up bare, or or end up in the same boat as Driscoll, a yeah. noble, and James a McDonald. Yeah, I mean, I think ultimately. For some reason, that's how we respond as humans is coming into a situation with another person and and feeling like you have to prove yourself, like you know mm-hmm. more than them. When ultimately, it's mm-hmm. true both ways. Like the young person can have some new ideas and mm-hmm. that can be totally true. Sure. And so like both sides need to give um, a little bit of wiggle room on that. But mm-hmm. ultimately, I think that for sure. Like, so yeah, I find that to be there, true myself. Too there's now. a point though. And it's kind of, kind of the point I'm getting at. There's a point w- w- where you s- essentially stop trying to prove yourself. Mm-hmm. I was just like, nah, it's where I'm at. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and I'm not claiming that you stop growing, but especially early twenties is about trying to like, I have to prove myself mm-hmm. and, and I'm, I'm mid thirties. I don't really care. Like I don't, I don't have to prove myself. I don't have to prove anything. Yeah. Um, you know, like, and I'm not even done growing. I, I right. still, I'm still, I'm thinking about going back to school, but it isn't to like prove myself or this, this It's just cause like, 
I, I miss it and I'm a huge nerd. Like, that's really the reason, by the way. Which um, I think is something that's a great you know. point because a lot of people, uh, myself included, I see mm-hmm. this in myself mm-hmm. a lot, is I feel like I have to attain this right. this goal, um, like this dream, this dream job or something right. like that immediately. Right. When the reality is <clears throat> I have... Mm-hmm years to do that right like in my mind i want to set the goal by by the time i'm 50 mm-hmm. that's like i would like to be somewhere in that range um and we just have this but hurried yeah. this hurried yeah. uh presence when it comes yeah. to everything and it's very it's very true and i think a lot so of like, that does come from feeling like we need to prove ourselves right which is a lot of what the culture around us Right. says and I think it does bleed in the Christian culture a lot mm-hmm. oh, which absolutely. is very unfortunate absolutely but but I found a, a, a good amount of it's projected onto other people mm-hmm. that this pressure if 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 I'm f- feeling there's this pressure I'm not going to put it on me well I am going to put it on me but I'm also going to project it out to others I mean these are the uh, you know people who are 22 and telling me all the things I just got to do to be married I'm like Hey, I'm 36. Kiss my butt. I mean, like, mm-hmm. like I'm, <laughs> you know, it's not that I don't know. I just don't care. Like that, it's totally different. Yeah. Of of in and, and they'll 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 sit me down and be like, "Dude, I've been thinking about your situation." I'm like, ah, <laughs> "I'm gonna stop you right there." Uh, That's another podcast. Why, why don't you think about too. your situation, or I'm gonna mess up your situation? <laughs> you know, like, like I'm I'm gonna stop you because because you're about to say something dumb that you don't know about, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna point it out to you. You yeah. know, so so or these in in and it's even come out in different places of of. I'm okay th- th- uh, talking about theology and and that kind of stuff, and even being challenged on on it, mm-hmm. but to just tell me how it is because a person has had one class in in theology in undergrad bible college theology right is it, there has to be a humbling that occurs and i think especially for driscoll for noble and mcdonald there is a case that they're being humbled or they're being destroyed yeah. uh, in uh, romans 9 it talks about that um or 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 tells us that what if God desiring to show his wrath and to make known his power has endured with much patience vessels of wrath prepared for destruction Mm -hmm. Uh, that there is even a case that even if these guys in their colossal flame out um, will glorify God in the flame out Mm-hmm. That that God will still be able to be on a display in this, yeah. But from my perspective, I'd rather not be that person. Yeah, there are people that I think God is going to demonstrate God's ability to be God through their destruction, right? But I am trying to be humble enough that that not be me. Yeah, for sure. I think it's super. This whole thing is super interesting, and mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, we're gonna talk more about getting into be a pastor and qualifications, and um, mm-hmm. which is definitely more your forte. But I think the thing that I see to prevent um, this from happening is to not let um, anything be an idol. 
and that includes your pastor. Um, this this church, Mars Hill, had was was full of people under under this guy's spell, and and I don't even know if a lot of them um, thought that under spell sounds so dramatic. Sorry, it, yeah, it does. Yeah, it is dramatic, but you know what I mean. So they they think that they're not and and that it's this gospel driven thing which mm-hmm. i think for sure that's true it's mm-hmm. part of it is driven by the gospel um but every everyone was just following along and it's become so normal but really the thing that we have to do as christians is to not let anything become this big authority in our life besides mm-hmm. jesus like we said we need to balance that mm-hmm. authority um, with the pastor, but that doesn't mean you can't question him. That doesn't mm-hmm. mean that you can't um, right. ask questions, uh, like think about his character. Like you should do those things, mm-hmm. um, and you should have uh, thoughts about your pastor. and And it would be kind to actually step out and share those things. Mm-hmm. Be gentle, be kind, of course, and loving. Mm-hmm. But if you think that there's something um, that he needs to work on, mm-hmm. uh, something this serious, right? then step in and say that. And obviously there was a bunch of people that probably mm-hmm. talked to Mark Driscoll. Like you said, Paul David Tripp um, <laughs> they, early they, on. <laughs> they brought in PDT, which by the way, if we're not calling him PDT yet, we're calling him PDT <laughs> now. Starts here. Nobody special started. PDT, they brought him in on a consult. PDT, he asked a lot of questions. Says like, yeah, this place is over. It's just a matter of time. It's a horrible, it's a horrible situation that you have going on, and it's not gonna ever fix. Mm-hmm. So I'd go ahead and polish your resume. Deuces, we out. Uh, he said yeah. it differently because he's much nicer than I am. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, no, he definitely. But I mean, yeah, it's said, it's something that... toxic, and it will only implode that you have to do like you have to be um wary of who you are giving your mm-hmm. authority not right. authority to i'm trying to what is the right way to say it who who whose authority you are under mm-hmm. i guess um and and be respectful but mm-hmm. that doesn't that doesn't mean that you can't um really dig right. into what they're saying like so my well, church to be honest is very similar to this church and me and danny have talked a lot mm-hmm. about this um very similar. They they came into Acts twenty nine when Driscoll was still a part of it. Yeah, um, yeah. My church is part of Acts twenty nine, mm-hmm. and and I think that I see a lot of what is happening here mm-hmm. in my church, and like not not super negative things. I'm not saying mm-hmm. that, but in the sense that I could see the potential for it becoming that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, there's nothing wrong with me. Um, keeping an eye on my pastor mm-hmm. because ultimately that's the loving thing well, to do. Well, I think the, 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 the takeaway from this, because I know basically no one who listens to this podcast is pastoral in nature or there's not a lot of pastors that pay attention to this podcast, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the things we cheer on in our pastor need to be congruent to the things that Paul puts down in first right. Timothy three, yes. one through, uh, one through number seven. Do you want to just read through that verse? You want to give it a read for us? Yes, I do. The saying is trustworthy. If anyone aspires to the office of overseer, he desires a noble task. Therefore, an overseer must be above reproach. 
the husband of one wife, sober-minded, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not a drunkard, not violent, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. He must manage his own household well, with all dignity, dignity, keeping his children submissive, for if someone does not know how to manage his own household, how will he care for God's church? He must not be a recent convert, or he may become puffed up with conceit and fall into condemnation of the devil. Moreover, he must be well thought of by outsiders, so that he may, he may not fall to into disgrace, so, into a snare of the devil. So one of the things in this is that, you know, personally just thinking through it, I know I, I can put a name by all of those uh, mm-hmm. of, of just in, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not talking about that. Well, you, you know, everyone struggles with self-control. You, you, they had two cookies at dinner instead of one or, you know, I don't think that's kind of the thing he's talking about. I think they're talking about, they have no self-control. Right. Um, and, and there are pastors that I can put by, all of those things that should have never been put in the place to do that, but a few of them were put in that place because their congregation cheered them on in the process. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm thinking of pastors that are essentially drunkards that um, were permitted to be that and still be their pastor because, well, no, pastor's just one of us, and uh, it makes them more relatable. And I'm, and now you're that to whom is 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 my big question there because if i'm trapped in my flesh i actually don't want my pastor to be relatable mm-hmm. uh i don't I want the shepherd to be as useless as the sheep uh, yeah or or uh, a quarrelsome if they're just prepared to get in a fight that's right. actually a bad display of the gospel right that the gospel doesn't go and pick all the fights and get into quarrels, but instead brings peace. Now, granted, it 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 brings peace through through the defeat of death and and darkness and sin, but it's not quarrelsome. Right. It doesn't just go like "Would you say?" and start swinging. <laughs> um, that, that's still drunkard, anyway. Uh, <laughs> but but all th- all these things in in us, we need to be cautious to not cheer these things on, right. even in our pastor. I mean. There are plenty of cases of people going, I, I, I enjoy that our pastor just tells it how it is. Mm-hmm. Point to point in there to where the pastor needs to just tell it how it is because oftentimes that's just an excuse to be a brash jerk mm-hmm. uh, and a mouth off instead of giving any kind of grace or right. l- l- love to the thing that they're actually trying to say. Yeah. I think one of the best things we can do um, is to read the word, obviously for mm-hmm. ourselves, but mm-hmm. where we read it and we become so <clears throat> saturated with it that we know um, we know it and mm-hmm. we know God better through that. Mm-hmm. So that when things like a pastor, um, like Mark Driscoll, when things like this happen, that we can sniff it out um, and tell that like that's not... Um, Mm-hmm. parallel with what the Bible is saying. Right. And and it makes it a lot easier to not become um, just this this zombie, like feeding off of what the pastor is saying and not mm-hmm. doing anything else throughout our week mm-hmm. to, to study the word or to right. know God more, um, that you'll be able to 
to love others around. Like not just, this doesn't just apply to the pastor. Like there's, I mean, we could get into the benefits of reading God's word, but that is one of just them is read God's word. <laughs> yeah. Just read it. Um, We're not getting into this today, but do it when, yeah. When you know God's word, you know, when something is not in God's word right. is what I'm trying to say. Right. And, and that makes things a lot easier black and white when it comes mm-hmm. to pointing sin out in your life and other people's lives. And, and like I said before, that doesn't mean that you're harsh about that, but mm-hmm. you need to be kind and loving, but it is the loving thing to do to point this out in your pastor because we're learning now that a lot of the things that are making pastors fall mm-hmm. don't start with some sexual fantasy um, or some yeah. thing like that, but it starts with their character. So the earlier we can point these things out, um, then you're you're going to gain a brother, like the Bible mm-hmm. says. You're going to gain your church back. Mm-hmm. That this is not a future that we want to see just for some church drama to be able to listen to podcasts. Right. The goal is that I this would never like, happen again. There, there's a balance. I'm not saying anything you're saying is incorrect. It just you know, this is again the other perspective of like for sure. The amount of conversations I've had of, well, Danny, all all that you just need to do, and I'm like, the, the conversation, guy, he wanted to tell me about a thing. He, I need to be careful of the thing. That's, I, I spoke to the teens. I was a youth pastor this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that I need to be careful about the things I told the teens because they, 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 they internalize them. And I'm like, is there a specific thing that you're actually asking? Like, what why are we having this conversation? And there was a bigger problem on this conversation, uh, but yeah. he wasn't actually thinking of anything, but it was just a, well, all that you need to do. You know, this isn't an open, exactly invite to just criticize the pastor right. and think for sure. Well, I know better than he does. He's still yeah. a spiritual authority, but for this specific conversation, I was at a urinal peeing like well i i stopped peeing at that point and yeah. i had to tell this person can we f- have this conversation another time when my genitalia aren't out of my pants like can what are you doing this wait, is not a I'm meeting confused. how big of a oh wait 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 you said a urinal that was a urinal oh i thought you for some, in my mind i thought you were talking about uh a porta potty i was like why are you and a porta potty with someone else. <laughs> Anyways, sorry, that's just where my no, brain went. <laughs> no, it, it was at like there, there wasn't anything specific that I I had done or mm-hmm. stated or anything. This guy had nothing. He's just like his gentility's out. Now is the time to make it personal. Like it's super not. Um, it's it, it. This isn't a call to just pick on the pastor, because right. especially. The, I I gotta tell you, man, as. I got emails, maybe I shouldn't even say this one, but we're already here, so why not? I've gotten emails during COVID one day for canceling a thing and then the the, the next day for not doing enough things. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, (laughs) y'all, my soul hurts and we're dropping out professionally because of the criticism. So Mm -hmm. the, the goal is build up. Yes. Um, it it isn't to just tear down for sure. And yeah. if I'm it's especially if I'm not doing any of the things in here, if I'm not being quarrelsome, if I'm not puffed up, if I'm not a new convert, you know all these right. things, then you have to determine is this just style preference? And if it's like, well, all that you gotta do is play more hymns, cool. You can just find a new church. Yeah, well. I mean, <laughs> you know, I hate. 
I mean, don't. I don't know. That was a really bad example. I don't know why I went there, but but <laughs> there, there are there there are things you, we all need to be okay to say. This is a preference I have, mm-hmm. and I don't understand the place I'm at, but I know God has me here. However, for the qualities of First Timothy three, mm-hmm. if I as a pastor am going to the bar every night. And getting shwasted. Shwasted. You you should absolutely either call me out on it, have me fired immediately, or change churches. Yeah. And any of those are acceptable. If I am a drunkard, um, you do not need to be under my spiritual authority. Mm -hmm. So... That, that I'm I'm okay talking to the pastor, being open about things because in in pastors you need to be open about things. Yeah. If you, you're trying to hide things, then you're probably making some mistakes because you think you're able to hide things, and that's mm-hmm. not okay either. Yeah, yeah. Um, See how well you know, that like, worked out for Robbie Zacharias. <laughs> the the whole list of people it didn't work. We have a podcast coming out about Mark Driscoll. It's more than four parts long. Yeah. Uh, and he wanted to hide most of it. We actually talked on an internet kind of a forum that he had a pseudonym. And the only way that they're able to talk about it is because we found out it was him. Mm-hmm. Honestly, you can't hide stuff on the internet. Like what? Yeah. Anyway, sorry. It is It is interesting. And I think a lot about um, about that. Mm-hmm. Like what we do on our podcast is honestly a little bit like what this podcast is talking about with bloggers. Mm-hmm. Like as much as they, they're talking about that, like they're still kind of, we're still feeding mm-hmm. into, um, this guy. And I think he some, has changed some, somewhat, a little bit, somewhat, at least somewhat on, degree. on everything you've said somewhat. <laughs> um, but like, are we actually, are we actually helping and, well, or well, hurting. Well, but that's the 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 thing we stated at the beginning of this too. That the point isn't to say, "Gosh, he nasty," mm-hmm. uh, and be like, "Ooh, girl, I'm gonna tell you about the thing that happened at Mark Dressel's church." Da 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 da. For sure. I don't know why that's where I'm going yeah. on this particular thing, or why in my head I had my hair in that warmer. Well, I don't <laughs> even know what that thing does. It, if you're a female who listens to the podcast, please, oh, the, like, please write the little in. bowl that goes over your head. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> I don't know girl, what, those are what does that do? I don't know. I used um, to go to the salon but, or whatever with my mom and I, but yeah, I was always our, so confused. Our goal, especially in, in delving into these topics, isn't to kind of go back and say, ooh, spicy, juicy gossip. But yeah. as, as all of us are growing and moving ahead, mm-hmm. we have to be able to stare at the past and say, okay, how can we do this better? Yeah, and, and I think by pulling it to first timothy three one through seven and being honest about the things they did while still acknowledging that these are our brothers and sisters in christ mm-hmm. um i'm kind of yeah joshua harris i don't know that one's a coin flip i'll be honest um yeah but but acknowledging that they are brothers and sisters in christ who will be judged harsher by God because of the things they said. Um, we have to be able to press ahead. The goal is to go ahead. Right. And not just to stare back and go, ooh, juicy. Right. For sure. That's good. Yeah, I think it's um that's that's so mm-hmm. true. And I hope that like we do learn from this. I hope that as these things continue to grow out that 
um, that we we would talk about Mark Driscoll with grace and truth mm-hmm. and not um, mm-hmm. talking about him like he's some person from right. our high school we used to go to and right. that I hated that guy. Blah, I mean, blah. people try and create this caricature of individuals that they're either 100% good or just the devil incarnate. And I think mm-hmm. the thing, if all of us are being honest, is that we're all somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Uh, and that there are... E- e- even at these churches, although I would disagree on a lot of the teaching strategy and a lot of things about them, people came to Christ. And I don't think that speaks to Mm -hmm. the skill of the preacher or the skill of anybody else, but the sovereignty of God to be able to work through anything that he's given is like, Hey, even if the message stinks, I can still work through that. Mm -hmm. That's how dope God is. I mean, just the, the glory of God will not be stopped, even if it's in the hands of terrible men. Right. Um, and when we approach it from that type of a manner, we can kind of appreciate the things that happened a bit and cry about the sad parts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I say it every time as we're reaching the end of our podcast, but the one thing that we need is Jesus. And specifically for situations like this, we need to know him and know his word. And, and I can't get over that because it's just true. And I hate to just slap that on everything, but it's just true is, Jesus is the thing that um, that makes everything work. And when we know his word, we know him. Um, and, and when we know him, we're able to s- see these things for what they are. And we're able to talk about them and act in love um, because, because of him. And mm-hmm. I hope that... I hope that through this um, and as more episodes of this podcast come out that we wouldn't just enjoy this as content, but we would genuinely listen and learn and hear what um, this guy, Mike Cosper, (laughs) I can't remember his name, what Mike Cosper is trying to um, say to us and that we'd be reading our word Reading the word, not our word. I don't know what our word would be. Journal. <laughs> yeah. You should journal. Um, and read it back to yourself, but like feel like it's holy. But like seriously take these Jesus things. Calling. And I'm so sorry. I don't know why I just randomly called out that one. Jeez. I am so sorry. Wow. <laughs> but that we would seriously take these things and um, like apply them to our own churches. And, mm-hmm. and like we said, not out mm-hmm. of just... To critique for mm. critique's sake, but right. that we would do this um, to love our church family and our pastors right. well, and that we would do everything in grace, love, and right. truth. And, and so, yeah, we want to hear from you. And instead of of uh, we always want to hear from them, Caleb. We want to hear from you. Where do you fall into the temptation of? pursuing the spice of 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 the story instead of pursuing the truth and grace of Christ because mm-hmm. it'd be easy to go where have you seen pastors fail and we you know, <laughs> we could point to a million yes yeah, i i do that more than any of you so it's fine um but all of us do have this ingrained kind of need for drama mm-hmm. uh so where do you struggle the most through trying to find the the drama in church spice and in in what ways can the gospel uh, uh, 
you'll point us back to Christ in that process. And there are a couple right. places that you can come and tell us all about it. The first is through our website at thegospeloutpost.com slash nobody special. Sure. There's a form on the webpage, and I almost guarantee that you know how forms work. Yes. Email, <laughs> message, send. <laughs> Type in pretty easy. It doesn't even have to be a real email address. I promise. We've gotten some doozies. Yes. Um, Yes, we have. Caleb, what if they don't have email but they have social media? You can go to the you're a wizard because that's not a thing that happens. Sorry. Go ahead. That's true. Um, You can go to Nobody Special Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. You can uh, follow us there if you want to see when we release our episodes on the podcast platforms and YouTube. Um, and you can comment, direct message. We'll get it. We'll receive it, and we'll answer your questions. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also find us on YouTube under the Gospel Outpost. Uh, you can comment there as well. Make sure to like, subscribe mm-hmm. if you want. Yeah. Um, but yeah, seriously, thank you guys mm-hmm. for supporting us and Absolutely. listening. And um, you know, we pray that you would be able to. Uh, take what you hear and and be able to apply mm-hmm. that to your life and that it would help you uh, walk with Jesus better, um, be able to grow with people around you in him. And yeah. yeah. And also, we didn't mention it. Pray for your pastors. Pray for your staff because that does a lot. It does. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, for me, it's hard to do that. Sorry, I'm jumping back into topic, but for me, it's hard to do that because, um, like, prayer, you just don't see the results. It's less tangible when you do things like that for prayer, for me at least. That's how I feel. But I know that it's powerful and Mm -hmm. it works and that God um, moves through prayer and hears them and loves when we talk to him. So. Right. Absolutely. So we want to hear from you. <laughs> Would, did, oh, we already did that. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Hey, also, just one more quick thing. Sorry, yes. I had a thing. Yes, yes. There, so so go to our Instagram page uh, for Nobody Special, Nobody Special Podcast. You mm-hmm. can even put it back up if you want to edit that back in. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, I, I can't figure it out. There's a hashtag I'm putting on all of our posts that for some reason people... Uh, bots comment on it and ask us to promote it on their record label and I can almost guarantee we are not what they're looking for yeah but I don't know the I don't know the hashtag I'm using to get their attention and so yeah. um if you would go to our Instagram and just give us your best guess after because they post within seconds of me posting yeah. it I always um, go on and try and delete them no keep them keep them yeah why not they're not doing any harm. Anyway, promote so, it on. Promote it on. There's right. like 50 of them. Right. So let's. I, one of these days, I'm going to just come in a bit of money and just be like, sure, why not? Here's 20 <laughs> bucks. So anyway, well, Caleb, I've had fun. Yes. We've grown as friends in the process. Oh, and gosh. the real pastoring was. That was the real in front lesson of us all, all along. along. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, that's going to do it for us today. So I'm Danny. And I'm Caleb. And we are Nobody, Nobody Special. special.